Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle, and I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios, and this is episode 30, 40 Days. Hi everyone, last episode of season one, I can't believe it. I actually wish it was episode 40 so it could match, you know, 40 days, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to take a little break, think about how to harness my energy and what to focus on for season two, but I hope to pick up about mid-April, possibly April 13th, so stay tuned. Um, I usually put on LinkedIn when I have uh, an episode that I release, but if you're not on LinkedIn and would like to know or stay posted, send me an email at D-A-R-L-I-N-E-B-E-R-R-I-O-S at gmail.com. So then I can let you know when the next show is uh, is coming your way. I will say that um, I miss you already. I know this is weird, but even if I don't know you, there are some people that I know are listening. Like I make my cousins listen, or they say they listen. <laughs> um but there are some people that I don't know that are tuning in and whether we um, continue the journey together or if we part ways, uh, don't leave me. Why are you leaving me? <laughs> Remember my uh, big fat Greek wedding when the dad got upset because his daughter wanted to take some classes at um, the community college. He was like, why are you leaving me? It was kind of funny. Or I thought it was funny. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a really good one. Um, but if you, if we part ways, good luck. Um, thank you for tuning in. And I will miss you. And um, for those of you hanging on for season two, yes. Because um, we have some cool things happening. I know for sure. Some great things will come out of season two. So, episode 30. 40 days. So this episode, I'm going to blame my sister-in-law, Chayla. No, it's not Chayla. We just say that to mess with her. It's Shayla. She suggested this book to me. I believe it was in April of 2016. And um, it's called Draw the Circle, the 40-Day Prayer Challenge by Mark Batterson. I'm just going to read about the author here. He serves as the lead pastor of National Community Church, one church with seven locations in Washington, D.C. He has a blog and a podcast, so markbatterson.com, and the podcast is uh, www.theaterchurch.com. And... um, Mark is the author of several best-selling books, including the New York Times bestseller, The Circle Maker, and In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. He and his wife, Flora, live on Capitol Hill with their three children. I came across this book, and I read it, and I wonder, I wonder if this is what started my, like, church, two-year church visit. (laughs) journey because I remember finishing the book 
probably late April and the beginning of May. And that's when I, um, on May 5th, 2016, was when I started my church routine. And then I didn't stop going for about two years. And I think I like to do little experiments in life. I call them little experiments. So for example, I used to wash my hair every day. I'm talking like when I was like a teenager and into my 20s, I would wash my hair every day. And even when I was bald, (laughs) I would wash my hair every day. I know that's kind of strange. In the summer, it was fine because like, you know, you sweat and stuff. But every day, come on now. So at some point, shortly after that, um, like in my early 20s, I was like, oh, let me not wash my hair every day. Let me wash it every two to three days. And that was my little like experiment. You know, like I do these little things that I call little experiments. And um, when I went to church that day in May of 2016, afterwards, I was like, well, let me do a little experiment. Let me go to church for 40 days. And I kept a little calendar. It was actually my work calendar. I keep one, um, a paper version and an electronic version. And in the paper version, I would write any little notes or thoughts that would come to me that day. And for 40 days, that's what I did. I went to church and it was really, I felt, like I said, I think I rested because remember I would fall asleep in church. Um, Church during the weekday is amazing because it's like literally 20 minutes long and it should be like that all the time. And I never, and I wouldn't always go to mass per se. So I wouldn't always go to a service. Oftentimes I would just go and sit in silence, which brought so much, um, like I said, rest and peace. And um, so that was the little experiment I did. So I blame Shayla for that because she gave me this book right before I started my church journey. And in a way, I at one point, and I can't remember if it was during that 40 days, but it might have been in the fall of 2016. And I remember writing in my journal, it might have been actually during that 40 days, that I had finished like earthly school. Okay, so because in March, ooh, coming up on March 23rd, uh, 2016, that's when I defended my dissertation. And when you defend your dissertation and the committee and the professors agree that you have quote unquote passed, you know, they come out and say, congratulations, doctor, fill in the blank. So it that spring, March 23rd, 2016, I became a doctor. You know, you have your the ceremony, of course, in May, and then they, um, you know, you go on stage, they put the hood on you, and then you're like Harry Potter. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, that March was when I became a doctor. So then I started this church journey, um, and at some point, I remember getting the the thought of, you've finished earthly school, now you need to do spiritual school. And I didn't really understand what that meant. Or you finished earthly school, you know, because the doctor is a terminal degree, it's like the highest degree you can get in a field. Uh, And now you need to do divine school or spiritual school. I can't remember which one I wrote. 
And in my mind at that time, four or five years ago, I was like, oh, so let me read the Bible. I think it means something different. And I'm thinking I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. But it was really interesting that that's the thought that came to mind, whether it was during these 40 days or shortly after. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, I try something out where you literally do it for 40 days. I know some people do it during Lent, but don't do it during Lent just to do it during Lent. Do something for you that you want to try out for 40 days, not just because it's like Ash Wednesday to Easter. Um, and if you haven't read the book, maybe the book will be good inspiration. I highly recommend Draw the Circle, the 40-day prayer challenge. This one is a little bit more scripture you like that word, scripture-y? Uh, there, there's a lot more reference to scripture. So um, for some people, that might throw people off. Uh, for others, you know, it is what it is. But I, I got a lot out of it, even though it was definitely more tied to the Bible. And one of the things that I just want to quickly read is how, you know, we think we're in control of so much. But here's a part in the book where it says, God is setting up divine appointments all the time. I'm going to repeat that. God is setting up divine appointments all the time. Only God can make the appointment, but only you can keep the appointment. It's your job to recognize and respond to the God-ordained opportunities that come your way. And I'm going to skip, skip down a little bit. We can't plan God-ordained opportunities. There's, there have been some amazing things that have happened in your life that you had nothing to do with, that came your way, that sought you out, that came to you in a way that you did not plan. So we can't plan God-ordained opportunities. All we can do is seize them. You have to choose to go to the appointment. <laughs> if it's there and it's set up, you have to be like, wow, this is this is an opportunity. This is my shot. This is my chance. Let me make it count. I keep I was telling my siblings the other night, we whatever time we have left, let's make it count. Come on, let's do something. Let's really make it count. And let's be open to these opportunities that come our way. And take advantage of it because it's there for you. So I'm just going to read a little bit here. God is the composer. Your life, it says his, his or her musical score. God is the artist. Your life is his or her canvas. God is the architect. Your life is his or her blueprint. God is the writer. You are his or her book. What I also like about the author here is that in one part, he talks about, um, you know, he was really frustrated with being a writer and had been trying to write a book for a long time. So that's, um, for me, who I need to start writing, I should start writing. Because remember, Share Your Sparkle was a book in my dream, so I got to get working on that. <laughs> but he said that he doesn't type on a keyboard. So Mark... Batterson, the author of Draw the Circle, the 40-Day Prayer Challenge, he doesn't type on a keyboard. He prays on it. And I really love that idea 
you know, of not utilizing the tool for what it is, but utilizing the tool as an access point or outlet for whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, right? So yes, it is a tool. The keyboard is a tool, but it's just a way for you to express the prayer that you are in this world or the prayer that the world needs, or maybe just a note that someone needs from your heart. So I love that. Don't, he doesn't type on a keyboard. He prays on it. 40 days, try something out. If you need some inspiration, read the book, draw the circle. And God makes opportunities or divine appointments that we have, we can't even fathom how that might have happened. But it happens. But we have to go to the appointment. <laughs> we have to keep, we have to keep our bargain, right? Our part of the deal. And um, I would really, you know what, actually, might be a really good book is talking to people about their rituals and routines that they do that help them feel either connected to the source or like successful. Um, I have shared before how like for a period of time, I read God's memorandum in the morning. I would wake up at like 4.30. That's like my God time at one point, like for about maybe 60 days or so, like reading the Bible. Um, it's really quiet. If you haven't tried it, getting up that early in the morning there's a stillness before the day starts. It helps me hear better, if that makes any sense. So I would love to hear um, from those of you out there who try something out and, and how it goes. I mean, think about this one for a second. The angel, Gabriel, the messenger, showed up to Mary and was like, you can have a baby. <laughs> She's like, how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. He's like, you're gonna have a baby, the Holy Spirit, you know, bloody har har. Um, and she's like, okay, like, oh, yes. She says, yes. Can you imagine if she had said no? So there was an appointment that was made. She seized the opportunity. It seems like a weird opportunity to seize, but like, think about historically how that story in the history of humanity has changed so many people's lives. And you know what's really amazing about her and that story? One is that she said yes. And the other part is that she watched her son die. I can't imagine what that experience might have been like. She birthed an individual and then watched that person die. I mean, if we, if we think about just in a short span of time, this one woman in history who literally changed religion, right? For so many people and was an access point for us in many ways who who believe in Jesus she also saw him die and then was also a part of seeing the resurrection right or Mary Magdalene was like what and then you know started, started spreading the news but 
I don't, I feel like that's such a powerful thing. And like women so get shafted in the Catholic church (laughs) in so many different ways. But I felt like I needed to mention her powerful story in the sense of her saying yes. And then her ability to witness the individual that she gave birth to pass away. I don't know why that was, that just felt like a really powerful me to powerful um, story to revisit and repeat. So there it is. Um, a few things related to women and generations. And as I mentioned, books, I have an idea. So for anyone who is a person of color, a woman of color, and there are three generations of you, okay, so of a mother, daughter, granddaughter, how, whatever combination, but three generations in a row of women of color, um, thinking about writing a book and basically asking each generation in the family these the same three questions. So I would love for you to contact me if you're interested in this um, opportunity for me to share your story. So I'm looking for women of color where there are three generations alive and willing to participate in answering three questions. So if that's you, please let me know that you would like to hear more. I have a few quotes before I almost uh, wrap things up. One of them is, you can't heal in the same environment where you got sick. You can't heal in the same environment where you got sick. And I think this is where the 40-day challenge or doing something for 40 days might help. And I don't necessarily often think environment has to do with your physical environment. Actually, I think most of the time it has to do with your mental environment that needs to shift somehow. But you can't heal in the same environment where you got sick. So think about that for a few minutes. As well as, I saw this and I really liked it, and but I've seen it in different variations, but... Um, from Layla Delia, transmutation. Grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. So whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed, or in darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation and transmutation trust the process so through any sort of change or shift you might be going through it's gonna feel funky (laughs) it's gonna be funky you'll have residual pain memories feelings and you know it takes some time to kind of get through the other side if you're willing to do it and I honestly think, you know, it's not necessarily 40 days, but I know that's like a really um, symbolic 
symbolic historical amount of time. Things can happen in four minutes. Things can happen in four days. You know, things can happen in four years. Uh, it really depends on our willingness and readiness for that to happen. Because we'll resist. I mean, people are really good at just like sticking to what they do, even if it's painful. Iyanla was um, talking. I love her, by the way, her antiviral messages, if you haven't already listened to one. Iyanla once told this story about uh, a pastor who went to go visit this family. And the pastor would go on every Sunday. And I'm paraphrasing here, so please forgive me if I don't have the story exactly how she said it. But he would go on Sunday for um, lunch, I believe, or dinner, I'm not sure. And every Sunday on the porch would be a dog. And the dog would be like, the pastor would go again the following Sunday. The dog would still be there. Finally, one Sunday, the pastor said to the people he was visiting, you know, your dog's crying. Um, is he okay? And the owner was like, yeah, he's fine. He's like, well, what's what's going on? And he's like, well, he's he's laying on a nail. And the pastor's like, okay. And he's like, well, it doesn't hurt enough yet for him to move. Mm. How many of us have been sitting or laying on a nail and still sitting or laying on a nail? <laughs> but when something hurts enough, when you reach your limit, and everybody has a different limit, you will make whatever change you need to make for you. The dog could move. No one was holding the dog down in that spot. It just didn't hurt enough. And I think like with uh, Reverend Deborah L. Johnson, what she says in her sacred yes is that like drama and trauma is optional. We don't have to prolong things. If we say yes at the beginning, if we move towards ourselves and see ourselves in a different light, I think we'll miss a lot of that drama and trauma in our lives that we think need to happen for us to grow or to change. Before we leave, I have three requests. One of them is, if you haven't already, please listen to the Beatles, Let It Be. I think it's a good song. Two, try out a mindset changing habit for 40 days it's not for me that's for you <laughs> don't do anything for me do it for you actually this I'm going to ask to do for me the last one you know what I love about Pope Francis is that at the end of every speech gathering he says pray for me pray for me I think there's the Pope right now, Pope Francis, I feel like he wants to explode in a way that will shock the world, but he also knows that he's playing this role in this lifetime as this leader, and he's being strategic. Like, that's his strategy. But I feel like inside, he wants to just do something so radical that will, like, change the course of the Catholic Church. But 
yeah, I really like him. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen in his time left as that religious leader, uh, you know, of the Catholic Church and what he'll do. But like the Pope, I'm going to request for you to pray for me. And if you do, thank you. And if you don't, that's okay. <laughs> okay, people. Season one is over. Stay tuned for season two. Accept your sparkle, surrender to it, and allow it to be so. Until then, keep shining!